Well, welcome everybody. We're going to do things a little bit different this morning as we have service here. We've got child dedications as a part of service, so our flow is going to be slightly different. My message is going to be nice and short for you this morning. Some of you are sad about that. Maybe many of you are excited about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's going to be a good morning here, and if you want to worship with us um, through your offering as well this morning, I want to make sure that there's opportunity for people to do that. You can do that online, or there is a little box on the table over there. It's a white little box um, that will work for this morning um, for our offering as well. You can do that anytime this morning. And then just a couple of quick things before we jump into the message. Next week, this is our last week here. And this actually rounds out exactly uh, two years here, basically, in this location here and across the street. Next week is our practice service at the new location at the Willow Glen Community Woo! Center. So if you're on a team, um, you can help your team figure out how to get set up in that new location. And it's a week for us to work through all the kinks, figure out, hey, this extension cord is not long enough. Hey, we need to change this, make sure we get everything set so that on the 17th, we can have a giant party. So on the 10th, we will have um, a team rally at normal service time at 10.30. Um, so everybody's welcome to come to that, um, and our team will have some time together. It'll be our first time to worship together in the new space, which I'm really excited about. It should be a really good space to worship in. Um, and then, yeah, the 17th, service starts at 10.30, so that'll be a big change for us. Um, and then we've got a big party after service on the 17th. We've got taco guys coming to do tacos, bounce house for the kids. Um, it should be a lot of fun after service, and service will also be really good on the 17th. And I want to challenge everybody to invite somebody, at least one person. Matter of fact, don't just invite somebody, bring somebody with you to the grand opening. It's always a good day to bring somebody because, number one, there's bonus stuff after service that's a lot of fun, um, which is always enticing for people. But also, just the grand opening... People are like, oh, I'll come to something that's kind of starting the next phase because they feel like they can jump in right away. Um, so it's a good We've been, Allie and I have been inviting a ton of people um, and a lot of people that are like, yeah, we'll come check out what you guys are doing as you move into your new location. So um, there are a ton of invites on the table there. Um, I have even more at home. So if they're all get taken today, that would be ideal. So take as many invites as you think you might be able to get rid of, um, not get rid of, give out. <laughs> Man, I am struggling this morning. The fact that there's no creamer is my fault. The fact that there's no napkins is my fault. I forgot the, I made the coffee in our new coffee maker and I left it at home. So thankfully it made it here. Um, but we'll, we'll make it through service and it will be good. Um, there was one final thing I wanted to share. Yes, on Tuesday night, the next two Tuesday nights, Tuesday is when we do prayer. And we are going to pray together at the community center like we've been doing for the first uh, 10, 15 minutes, so don't be late. Um, at 7.30 is that. And then we're going to actually walk the neighborhood in small groups and give out, um, put door hangers on people's steps and or doors, inviting them to the grand opening. So if you're like, I don't know about prayer too much, you just like dip your toe into 10, 15 minutes of prayer and then um, help walk with us in the neighborhood, give out door hangers. It's a great way for us to reach the neighborhood, let them know that, hey, there's a church that you could walk to. Um, and so that'll be the next Tuesday night, next two Tuesdays at 7.30 at the community center. All right, I made it through all my announcements. Um, we are jumping in. I'm supposed to say, too, I think the kids got it, but if the kids didn't get um, one of the sheets that Pastor Ali made, they get a prize if they fill it out during service. Um, and so grab one of those. 
Now, so my message this morning, we are going to talk about the lives we lead as an example to others. The title that is on the website I noticed is wrong. I did not update that correctly, but the verses are correct. So we're in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, going to chapter 5. It says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. He said for us to be kind and tenderhearted and forgiving. If you were a parent, that's how you parent. If you're a friend, that's how you be a friend. If you're a coworker, if you're a son, if you're a daughter, this is how we live our lives. This is how we're to behave. Kind, tenderhearted, forgiving. Right? If we were to just even boil it down to just those things, if you just do those things, you'd be a, be a pretty good friend, pretty good parent, pretty good son or daughter. If you were those things, that's, that's the place where we start. He says, be imitators of God as beloved children. And that word imitator of God, you know, if you to know what that means, if you go back to the Greek, you don't really need to, but if you were, the work is the word is mimites, which is the word we get for mime, which is the word we get imitate from. Right? It's the same thing. We, it all comes from this to mime or mimic. And kids get this naturally. Right? You know what they do? They mimic their parents. Right? And sometimes we're really grateful for that, and sometimes we're not so grateful that they they imitate and mimic their parents. I'll never forget, um, it was a few months ago now, but Riley was, I think, just starting to be able to kind of stand up on her own and become a lot more interactive, and I'm across the room, and I look over, and all of a sudden, I see Hannah get this big smile on her face. She puts her hands up in the air, and she starts stomping on our floor, which it echoes in our house. It doesn't work here. She just starts stomping over to the floor to Riley, and then grabs her in a big hug. And I, I, the big smile on her face as, as Riley got a little scared and then really excited and happy at the same time. And the reason she did it was she was imitating me because I used to do that to her all the time. I would do the same thing and Hannah loved it. She would just get this big smile and she would get happy. And as a parent, I was like, this is really cool. She's, she's doing, I never told her to do that. Never taught her to do that. She just saw that it made her happy. And I did it to her. And so she said, I want to make my sister happy. Let me do it to my sister. And we all know, right? Good things, bad things, right? We say that bad word one time in front of our kids. And then the next 20 times a day for the next week, that word keeps coming out. And you're like, how? I only said it one time. How do you keep? But the kids imitate us. They see what, they just see. We don't have to, we don't have to say, hey, do this exact thing. They just see it and they do it. And Paul is telling us, imitate what God what Jesus did for us. What did he do? He loved us. He loved us so much he sent his only son. He loved us so much that Jesus lived a perfect life when we couldn't live a perfect life and he died for us so that we wouldn't have to. And this is what we were to do. Imitate him, walking in love, forgiving one another. This is the example that Jesus set for us. Every time, I want to know why do these bells go off at 1022? It's the most random time for bells to go off. I totally would get it at 10 o'clock. 10.22, I don't know. There's got to be significance. Don't look it up now. Somebody look it up later and tell me why. Um, so we're to imitate Jesus, walk in love. 
And so I want to ask you the question this morning, and we're going to have a chance to talk about this in small groups in just a second here, actually. But how can you imitate Jesus more in your life? What's an opportunity you have? How can you walk in love as Jesus walked in love in your life? Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe it's with your parents. Maybe it's with friends or coworkers. Maybe it's with students, fellow students at your school. How can you walk in love as Jesus walked in love? And Paul gives some instruction even how to do that, and we don't have time to go through all of it. He spends like two chapters uh, explaining some different ways for people to do this. But I just want to look at a few verses, jumping down to verse 15. He says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I think this is really big for us. How do you spend your time? How does your family spend your time? But especially if you're a parent, Maybe you're not a parent. As a Christian, for those looking at you who might be imitating you because they're looking at you as a Christian, how do you spend your time? You only get one life. Are you spending it well? And do you know the will of the Lord? Are you living according to that so that you can live your life well? Who here has been doing our one-minute challenge? That's awesome, right? It's been just good of, hey man, I can do this. One minute, one more minute a day. This is if, if you weren't here last week, if you haven't been doing it, you can jump in now on the Connect page. You can sign up for a prayer guide as well. But we've been doing one minute a day extra per day. We started at one minute. So if you're starting today, you can start at one minute today or you can start at seven minutes if you want to jump in where the rest of us are at. Um, but right, it's just a good use of time, right? How do, you, how do you spend your time in your days, wise or unwise, Right? Praying for a few minutes a day is a wise use of time. And what do you think? Are you doing it? Don't do it to get recognition. But even at, just to speak to parents for a second here this morning, because it is kind of a special family service. Right? Do, your, do your kids, I've been thinking about this, because Hannah knows I go up into the chair, and that's usually where I read and pray and stuff. But do your kids see you doing that? Because if they're going to imitate you, they've got to be able to see you. You don't have to tell them, hey, do this thing too. Right? They don't have to pray like that. But if they see you praying, they might be imitating, hey, what are you doing? And then verse 18, he says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And what he's really saying here is is a specific example that is, is true as well for us. But what he's saying is, don't just get things that satisfy your earthly pleasures. Instead, get filled with the Spirit of God. Is that what you're pursuing with your life? Are you pursuing your life to get filled with the things of this world that might temporarily satisfy you, right? We're even, a bunch of us are fasting as a church to say, hey, I'm not pursuing the things that just satisfy my body. I'm pursuing God above all else. And he is the most important thing. I want to get filled with his spirit. I want to encounter him. This is what I want to live my life for. And finally, he says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. He says, give thanks for everything. My family does this every day at dinner. We make Hannah, hey, what is one thing you're thankful for today? You just got to pick one thing from your day. What are you thankful for? I think that's such a central component. I've talked about it a lot this year. Just because I think it's so important. I want to make sure we all get this. Are we giving thanks to God for the things of our life? Because there might be hard things in your life, there might be bad things, but there's good things that he's done for you too. So how can you be thankful? That thankfulness creates in us this heart of being able to follow him. So we're going to just pause for a second in our service. We've, we've done this before. 
we're gonna just, I'm gonna encourage you to group up in, in small groups of, I don't know, three to five, don't get too big. Include the kids in this. They've got great things to share as well. We're just gonna take a few minutes and I've got two questions you can talk about. Each person shouldn't talk for more than like a minute at a time so that one person doesn't just like take the whole time just for some instructions here. But what is something you, you are thankful for to God? What is one thing you're thankful for? Something you can be thankful for? We can practice thankfulness. And two, how can you imitate Jesus or walk more in love in your life? What's an opportunity you have to walk more in love as Jesus loved us? How can you imitate him more? We're going to do that, and then we're going to come back in worship, and the kids have some things to happen as well. So we'll take um, just a few minutes here this morning. We'll take five minutes. So to pick one of those questions each, um, and we'll discuss this here this morning.